Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of AvGeek 101. This is our very first podcast episode of the AvGeek 101 podcast series, and I just want to again thank you everybody so much for your support and being out there listening to this today. Um, so again, my name is Tyler. For those of you who don't know me, a little quick intro to who I am, what I do, and what we'll be covering um, in these podcast episodes. So first of all, uh, again, once again, my name is Tyler. I actually work uh, IT as well as overseeing production. Uh, and what I mean by production is lights, sound, uh, audio, video, all that fun stuff at a local church here in town and I love every moment of it so um, in my free time a lot of my hobbies include photography as well as other things uh, sound design and um, flying and obviously we're gonna get into a lot of uh, flying and aviation related things in this podcast series all right so a lot of you might be wondering what is AvGeek 101 what is this whole thing about if you haven't had a chance to look at the show description or kind of get an idea of what we're going to be talking about, I'll go ahead and just go over a brief summary of uh, what you can expect here out of the AvGeek 101 podcast. So first of all, to go over the name AvGeek 101, um, actually the term AvGeek comes from a, a couple of different ideas. So the first one uh, being more aviation related, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the more aviation-minded listeners will are familiar with the term AvGeek. Basically, it means aviation geek. Um, so somebody that's obviously very passionate about aviation in general. Um, also, the term AvGeek 101 comes from the um, more slang term AvGeek. So uh, both terms come uh, from, I guess, a perspective of a somebody that's both passionate about aviation and technology since we'll be covering both um av um, and aviation so av if you're not familiar with the term a slash v so a forward slash v is audio video so we'll be kind of talking about uh both of those topics and uh kind of their subtopics so um maybe some gaming news here and there just depends on what the highlights are for the week so uh speaking of uh, keeping those parts separate. So, uh, so going off of that, these podcasts will cover aviation and tech and gaming news. So, uh, like I've already mentioned, as far as aviation goes, we're going to be trying to stick to the general aviation side of things, and we'll mo more than certainly cover the commercial or corporate side of things, um, or I guess airlines, you could say. So. We're definitely not going to shy away from that, but general aviation will be the primary focus um, on the aviation side of things. So, um, like I already mentioned, it'll be split into two parts in each episode. That's kind of how the show's going to run. We'll have an intro, like I've already done, and just kind of recap and um, kind of introduce the show, and then we'll kind of go into it. And as far as timing goes, uh, we're looking to stay around 30-ish minutes uh, per episode, um, so trying not to go too long. Um, I understand a lot of you uh, like to listen to podcasts either um, in the car on your way to work or on your way back from work, wherever, or just for fun. So um, I know me personally, I like to listen to them in my free time. 
So definitely don't want to take advantage of your guys' time. Want to keep it nice and short and sweet. Uh, just something a little fun here and there. It's a it's an extra hobby for me. I really enjoy uh, doing these sorts of things and expanding my skill set. And really looking forward to uh, being able to expand on this podcast series as we go on. So um, 30 minute time limit isn't necessarily a hard like brick wall limit that we have to stick to. Uh, but that's generally where we will try to aim for. So um, if you have asked yourself, well, Tyler, why why did you uh, why why start a podcast? Um, really, for me, like I already kind of mentioned, it's something that I really haven't done before. Um, I mean, for me, I just always love the idea of being able to kind of talk casually it feels kind of weird because right now i'm in my studio just kind of talking to myself in a way looking at my um my points on my script for this episode but um i really enjoyed the idea of being able to not only talk um to you guys and um as if you're here in the room with me and talking about the things that i uh have a you know passion for and hobby for whatever um so that as well as being able to um, kind of expand into a new hobby. This is uh, kind of, like I already said, a new thing for me, and I'm uh, just kind of taking this on as a challenge to kind of grow in my skill set. So pretty cool. Um, also, on top of that, I love the the idea that um, all the family and friends of mine that aren't able to actually have a conversation with me can actually uh, listen to these things and kind of be involved and be more in the loop um, as I'm not really posting too much on social media outside of uh, Instagram photos, which aren't, uh, which isn't that often. Um, so I don't really post on Facebook anymore. I'm kind of active on Reddit, but that's more for um, aviation and as well as like flight simulator stuff. So really not too much going on outside of my personal ring of friends that I talk to um, on a daily basis. So um, also, another note, there's not really, not that I'm aware of anyway, any um, aviation technology podcast like this yet, um, at least, again, to my knowledge, of course, I could be wrong, and I'm sure that there are people talking about this sort of thing on a daily basis, but I haven't been able to find something like this, so I kind of wanted to fill the gap um, as far as like aviation news and tech news and um, all that kind of fun stuff goes, so... With that, that's all I really have to cover for, that's just the intro, um, and we're doing pretty good on time so far, um, so we're going to go ahead and get into the news. Um, I don't have any <laughs> news intro music yet, that's coming soon, um, what you heard at the beginning of the episode, I just finished that uh, right before I started recording this episode, so pretty cool. Um, there'll be some new things here and there that you'll be able to pick up on as we kind of start refining this process. So we're actually going to start with aviation news. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. There, there's your, uh, there's your music intro slash segue intro music as you will. So we're going to kind of start things out, unfortunately on a down note, kind of cover, um, some aviation related incidents that's happened, uh, within the past couple of weeks. Um, if you haven't seen or heard, um, there was a B-17 Gulf bomber that had crashed um, and was um, actually very fatal for a lot of people on board, unfortunately. 
Uh, there were 13 people aboard the plane. Uh, three of them were crew and 10 were passengers. Um, unfortunately, seven did die from that, but the rest uh, did were able to um, walk away um, with uh, various injuries. So um, if you would like to check out some more information on that, it's very unfortunate. Um, especially with older aircraft and um, throwing in uh, fatalities on top of that's not uh, it's not good news by any chance. And unfortunately, it is just a subtle reminder that even though aviation is uh, one of the safest modes of transportation out there, that accidents and incidents like this do happen. So um, again, it's very unfortunate, and my heart and prayers out to the, all the families involved um, in that crash. And um, another aviation-related incident that actually turned out okay was the uh, Canadian um, Forces Snowbirds actually had an incident or an accident. Uh, one of the pilots had an error with their aircraft. Actually, they're still not entirely sure what caused the incident, um, but the pilot was able to eject um, in time. And again, you know, thoughts and prayers out to the family involved with that incident as well. That's definitely not something that um, anybody would want to go through. Um, in lighter news, uh, the flight sim community, um, we'll kind of talk about a little bit um, just kind of keep it brief here. And I'm not sure how many of my listeners are actually into the flight sim stuff. I know we're just getting started into this podcast series, but you know what? I like flight sims and I spend a lot of time in them. So I figured why not and just cover briefly anyway. So, uh, first up is the DCS. So if you're not familiar with DCS, it is actually, um, DCS is a abbreviation for, Digital Combat Simulator, and for those not familiar, again, it is um, primarily focused around fighter jets and accurately recreated um, in digital 3D space. So the Eagle Dynamics team, which are the development team behind DCS, just recently released their F-16 Charlie um, Fighting Falcon, or the Viper is what they like to call it, um, into early access. And when I say early access, I do mean early, early access. So it was released to the public uh, just a couple of weeks ago, just over a week and a half. Uh, yeah, just over a week and a half now. It was last, not this past Friday, but the Friday before. Um, and it's coming along pretty nicely. They've released recently released a, a bug fix for it. So it's getting some updates already, but... There was a lot of um, fire and flack towards the developers for releasing the product so early without um, a lot of the you know basic core functions that we've all come to expect out of uh, a module like this. So moving away from DCS, uh, DCS is usually a pretty slow development, so we might come back to that in a couple of weeks when there's a little bit more news. Um, but the other flight sim related stuff is to do with flight sim 2020 and if you're again not too familiar with the microsoft flight simulator series uh you'll know that actually microsoft really uh back in the day really kind of pioneered the flight simulation genre 
that we've all come to know and expect. So uh, from the first Microsoft Flight Simulator up to their more recent Microsoft Flight Simulator 10, uh, which was then bought out by Dovetail Games, which uh, created the Train Sim uh, series, bought or was able to get the licensing for that and re-release it to Steam. Uh, so that's cool. Um, so the developers behind Flight Sim 2020 aren't actually from Microsoft. I mean, there are a few original Microsoft Flight Simulator 10 uh, team members there to kind of help make sure that development runs through um, successfully and kind of up to what uh, Flight Sim fans have grown to expect out of a flight simulation title, um, is actually being developed by Asobo Studios, uh, which is a French development company based in Bordeaux, France, that was founded in 2002. And if the name doesn't sound familiar, that's okay. But if you have played any of these games, I'm sure you're familiar with them, as they were definitely a few that I've played and um, have enjoyed in the past. So uh, games like Fuel... Um, Published by Codemasters, the one with a procedurally generated terrain that was like the largest map in video game history um, back in the Xbox 360 PS3 days. Um, so that game was really cool. And they also helped develop the crew and the crew too. So, I mean, these guys have had quite a bit of experience when it comes to um, decent game development. And uh, a lot of the team members actually assigned to this project um, actually did talk about how they've grown up with the flight simulation titles and they really want to bring this as a next generation or next generation of uh, flight simulation to the like hardcore PC sim community. So that's pretty awesome. Really looking forward to more content. They just released their global preview event. Um, there's a bunch of B-roll footage out on YouTube right now. So I highly encourage you to go check that out. And they also released their first um, their first preview episode, and they talked about the Earth, and they're using over two petabytes worth of Bing satellite um, map data, which is just insane, um, streamed real time. So uh, absolutely insane. Go check it out. Definitely worth your time to go and investigate that. Um, in other aviation-related news, I have an article here about um, an all-female flight crew taking 120 girls to NASA um, in an initiative to close aviation's gender gap. And this is an article written by the time you can check this out. And again, all the links that I've been talking to will be available in the show notes. So if you want to go check something out, they're uh, readily and quickly available there. Um, so anyways, getting back to this article here, this is really cool, um, thing that Delta Airlines was able to do out in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, they took 120 girls that are interested in aviation out to NASA's, uh, one of NASA's headquarters in Houston, um, which is just really awesome. I, I just love seeing, um, <laughs> Which is really awesome because I just really enjoy seeing, I mean, I myself am really not that much of an old person, but it's definitely older than uh, the kids in these photos. So it's really cool to just see how um, how aviation is inspiring so many people in the world today, even down to um, 
kids and stuff. So keep on dreaming there, kids. Really um, wish you all the best and hope that you stick with the aviation industry because it's it's a whole lot of fun. Um, very expensive, but a whole lot of fun at the same time. So um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for this week so far in aviation news um, as of today, uh, which is Tuesday, October 15th. So I haven't seen really anything else but um moving on to just a few other things here um so if you're not familiar with reddit i know i mentioned reddit at the start of the podcast um about my personal um kind of endeavors there on reddit but if you're not familiar with reddit it's another social media platform but um over on reddit if you search the subreddit um aviation so r slash aviation if you're already familiar with it um then you know that there's (laughs) Plenty of awesome opportunities for news there as well as photos that you can look at real time. There's quite a bit of airline photos and just folks that just love aviation in general. So go check that out if you haven't. Um, of course, there's a whole bunch of other aviation related um, red or subreddits out there too, like Flight Sim uh, and all that stuff. So um, actually, there's something cool here that I have for any student pilots that may be listening into this podcast, there is a Discord chat that we're trying to um, get more people on. So if you're a student pilot or even a flight instructor and you'd like to join in on maybe some discussions or if you have any flight or uh, if you have any questions for a CFI or if you're a CFI that has a question for somebody else for whatever reason, feel free to hop in and join. It's called Flying Friends. And uh, I know I'm, I try to stay pretty active on there when everybody else is, but uh, it's just a cool place to, as a student pilot, to go and um, just kind of ask some questions to some flight instructors as well as uh, fellow student pilots just to get thoughts and opinions on, um, you know, as a, as a student pilot or even a pilot, you know, you're, you're always learning um, is what I've been taught. So. Um, yeah, so speaking of student pilot, um, a lot of you may know that I am a student pilot. So I am very close to getting done with my training, just um, working through some maintenance issues with our current uh, aircraft. So haven't really been able to fly too much in the past uh, month or so just due to uh, typical Michigan fall weather and uh, maintenance issues with the airplane. Uh, but all those are out of my control, so just kind of hoping that we run into a nice string of weather when the plane is back up and running so I can finish my flight training uh, before the snow starts flying. So either way, really looking forward to it, been working really hard at it, and just a shout out to my instructor, Justin. He's been absolutely incredible. I love being able to uh, learn from him learn from him, and just kind of hang out and uh, just kind of, I know sometimes I'll drive him crazy with all my uh, antics, but whatever shenanigans. So, uh, like I said, um, we've been having some plane issues, but that is to, to be expected with, uh, an older aircraft is actually a 1961 Cessna 172 Skyhawk, and it has seen better days, but it is a great little plane, gets the job done, super easy to fly. I love flying it. Um, really haven't had too many issues other than, like I said, the past couple weeks have been uh, not too great for it as the weather has gotten a little bit colder and everything's starting to kind of change around. So, um, yeah, so uh, another cool little tidbit here is that the club is actually working on another plane. It is November 5511 Tango. Uh, it is a newer plane that 
the club manager and owners trying to get up and running for us it has uh, pretty much all an all new um, dash and instruments as well as um, it's going to get a brand new ADSB unit has all new GPS all that fun stuff really looking forward to getting into that it's a few years newer still the same model um, so it's a 1964 uh, Cessna uh, 172e model so e echo model uh, so that'll be a lot of fun hopefully we can get that up and running soon uh, so I can maybe even finish my flight training and check right on that so that'll be fun uh, all right so that'll do it for our aviation related news a little snippety snappity let's get into some of the tech gaming news again I don't have any music for this yet this little segue thing that's coming in future episodes but uh, I guess whatever <laughs> oh gosh anyways so um yeah uh Fortnite <laughs> Fortnite uh Fortnite um yeah pretty much taking over the entire gaming industry again with their end of season 10 uh gosh uh, I swear I just watching through or reading through Facebook comments uh <laughs> on that event was just hysterical i'm just i i don't know how many i mean i haven't played fortnite personally so i don't really get it um i mean for those of you i'm not gonna go through the details of what fortnite is if you're not familiar with it it's just it's basically a video game where you go around get served or uh it's like a survival uh shooter where you're um you drop in and you gather up supplies and this bound the game boundary shrinks in and you have to at the end of the match it's basically a one-on-one -on -one fight whoever uh it's just you know fight to the death whoever is the last man standing wins so uh but it's it's kind of derived from this whole like explosion of it's called battle royale is the game genre and and fortnite is just kind of taking this genre by storm um for some reason and I never really got into the whole battle royale thing I mean I've tried I've not even tried Fortnite so I can't say oh Fortnite sucked no there's so much better uh yeah I'm sorry but um I have tried a lot of other battle royale games and I, I couldn't I really just couldn't get into it for some reason so um the end of season 10 um Chapter one, season ten. There's a live stream event at the end where basically everything got sucked into this massive black hole, and no nobody could actually get in to play another match. They couldn't play the game normally. Um, all you had was an exit button, and you couldn't do anything else. So everybody was freaking out. Oh, is this the end? Oh my goodness! Ah, and of course you have people on both sides going, "Oh yay, no more Fortnite!" Oh, thank the Lord. And then you have people on the other side. What happened to my Fortnite mom? You get it. That sort of stuff. Because kids. Um, yeah. So turned out that um, there was a new chapter. Oops. Sorry. It turns out that there is actually a new chapter. So um, that was the end of chapter one. So kind of like a TV series. You have, um, you know, seasons. And it's kind of backwards with Fortnite. it kind of doesn't make any sense but consider it kind of like a i guess a book so chapter one episode or 
chapter one, season 10, uh, marked the end of the first chapter, and now they're starting a new one. So there's a whole bunch of new features and stuff in chapter two, uh, season one that just launched, uh, actually just today. Um, and actually, Fortnite was down, the server was down for, I think, a day and a half, something like that, I think. So you might want to quote me on that. Uh, show notes are in the description on that. If you want to read up anymore, I'm not going to talk about Fortnite anymore in this episode, but we're going to move on uh, to something else that's cool. The PlayStation 5 confirmed for next year, uh, probably. Somebody confirmed that PlayStation 5 uh, will be coming to uh, stores around probably holiday 2020, so next holiday season. Uh, so not really too much to kind of talk about there. Uh, you can read the article there if you'd like. Don't want to spend too much time on it, but just thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the other cool little gaming thing here, uh, this will be this will wrap up our gaming section, is Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, from Rockstar Games is being released on PC, so that's pretty awesome. Um, probably, I, I can't even remember what the release date is. I, I don't even think there is a release date yet. Um, I don't see one. I might just not be seeing it. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a release date. So probably sometime 2020. So, so far 2020 is looking really good for, uh, gaming in general. You got Flight Sim 2020, you have the PlayStation 5, Red Dead Redemption 2, and just a whole bunch of other awesome, uh, gaming related stuff happening. Um, uh, moving on to the tech side of things, we're actually going to start things off on a Department of Transportation side of things. Uh, so the Minnesota Department of Transportation is giving a test run to uh, a new form of technology designed to spot scoff laws in the carpool lanes along the Twin Cities highways. And uh, this is pretty crazy because, you know, I, have you always wondered like, oh, you're traveling in the carpool lane, but if you're not technically par carpooling, who's actually going to catch you? Or like, you know, is somebody going to report you like driving down the road and all of a sudden you see this person drive up next to you and you don't have a, um, like if you're driving in the carpool lane and you don't have anybody else in the car. I mean, I feel like it's just kind of one of those things where it's like one of those honest principles or like the, the like honesty rule where you just kind of follow it. I mean, you you know it's illegal, but there's really nobody there to stop you. It's one of those integrity things, you know, not not so much honesty rule. It's an integrity thing. So um, this is pretty interesting because it says it says here in this article uh that the system is designed to encourage carpooling and keep overall traffic flowing uh, and is is hampered by cheaters. So kind of like the... So this has become a problem. Um, so much so that um, single drivers who seek to skip traffic jams by switching into the more empty HOV lane... Um, so it says the new tech focuses on catching single drivers who try to act like they've paid um, tag. Oh, oh, I get it. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's basically like um, it kind of looks like, a, uh, well, it says right here, sensors check as cars 
move along the road and uh, flash signals to troopers' cars, letting them know if the car is approved. Uh, so basically like a camera? Sounds like a, like a camera or something. And uh, it'll basically spot, well, kind of like, like traffic cams, you know, they'll, if they detect that something's moved past like their, the entry point and this, the signal's red, then it will take a photo of you and, you know, who knows what actually happens. There's been mixed reports of what happens with those photos. But, um, by the way, it kind of sounds like similar technology, but for like machine learning where, um, the cameras might be able to, or sensors might be able to pick up or even heat signatures. I don't really know. The The article is kind of vague on what technology they're actually using. Um, but it's pretty cool because if even if they're not using heat heat sensors or whatever kind of sensors they're talking about here, is being able to detect whether or not the person in the HOV lane or the, uh, the carpool lane is actually like legitimately carpooling. Which might bring up concerns for, you know, you're like, well, um, what if, so what if somebody, this is just a hypothetical question, what if somebody's in the carpooling lane and they're, they're cheating and they know they're cheating, but they have a dog in the backseat? Like, there's, there's still ways, it, it, yeah, there's still ways around this, so I'm not sure what kind of sensors they're going to be using, I just thought that was pretty cool. Uh, that, you know, Minnesota's trying to do something about this because, you know, this, I, I've always kind of thought of like, you know, this, this can easily be cheated if you're, uh, paying attention, but it's all, it's all about integrity people. So don't, don't break the law. <laughs> Just travel in the normal lanes. If you're not carpooling for crying out loud, it's not going to like, you're going to save that much more time anyways. And then if you do get caught, you're, you're down, you know, however much that ticket is plus fine you know, other fines on your license, and I I just would rather not mess with it. So anyway, moving on from that, pretty neat. Go f Feel free to check that article out. Um, I might have some more info on that later, but um, anyways, so if you're, if you follow the sci-fi, <laughs> it's not technically sci-fi, I have to remind myself, this, this is, uh, this is real, um, is that meat has been grown in space for the first time ever. And this is pretty, like, insane. Like, I, I accidentally wrote down new sci-fi meat grown in space. And I'm like, this is not technically sci-fi because it's actually real. Uh, so, um, fiction is now nonfiction. It's quite the time to be alive here. Um, <laughs> published on space.com, which is just amazing, uh, <laughs> says, um, for the first time ever, meat was created in space, but no animals were harmed in the making of this 3D bioprinted space beef. Like, what the junk? This is absolutely insane, and I, <laughs> I just can't wrap my head around the fact that this is actually um, something that, you know, humans are actually doing and working on. And of course, there's uh, an image of a small scale muscle tissue here um, using bovine cell spheroids. Wow, I feel like a nerd just saying that, but <laughs> I'm I'm sure somebody listening knows what a bovine cell spheroid is. Um, I mean, I know what bovine cells are, but spheroids just sounds absolutely ridiculous. 
Um, so yeah, there's an entire article here. I just thought that that was super cool. I wanted to bring it up and mention it here. So the other tech, so this is kind of gaming related, but also tech related at the same time. If you're familiar with Google, uh, yes, the giant uh, search engine company that is also hosting my uh, show notes currently on Google Docs, um, all created a gaming platform called Stadia. If you're not familiar with Stadia, it is basically a cloud gaming platform where uh, the whole idea was um, where you can play AAA titles like Call of Duty, um, Battlefield, you know, you name it. Um, I know, like Assassin's Creed was demonstrated live, um, and not have a like a powerful gaming uh, computer or anything like that, and just play straight from Google Chrome, which is absolutely insane. But one of the things that has been kind of on the talks recently is what Stadia is calling negative latency. Um, and I'm I've I've been kind of confused by this because depending on how they're doing this, so basically, just to kind of backtrack a little bit. Uh, so you're, I don't, you're, you're probably familiar with the term latency. So those, um, a little less tax tech savvy latency is basically like a delay between the input that you, like if you press a button on keyboard or if you move your mouse, whatever, there's, there's a latency, there's a delay. It's not like instantaneous that it happens. There's a delay you most of the time don't notice this because this delay on like a hardware side. So if I'm right now, I'm sitting in front of my, my laptop. If I start typing things, you know, I'm not really going to notice that delay because it's pretty split second. You know, you don't notice that. Uh, but when you're gaming on something uh, so resource intensive, like video games on a cloud-based platform, there's going to be, more delay because all that information has to get sent to a data center wherever Stadia's servers are, and it bounces across. You you have to imagine that this data is traveling uh, pretty much at the speed of light um, to all these different data centers, doing all it's like a giant you know pinball machine, boing 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 boing, back and forth in between all these different servers, and eventually it winds up at uh, Stadia's servers, and that's where all it does all the processing. And then it sends whatever information that was requested back to you. And so all of that has a delay. And most of the time, again, like I said, if you're doing casual internet things or even YouTube, there's uh, not that much of a noticeable delay if you're kind of used to how the internet works. Um, but with Stadia, it's a little bit different because the amount of the, like the sheer amount of data that is being handled like back and forth is just so much larger um, than what we're typically used to. And with that means that there's going to be a little bit more latency, so a little bit more delay. Um, and so Google Stadia um, recognized this, and their, one of their solutions is actually called negative latency. And you're like, well, how, do you, how, how can you have... You have regular latency, but how can you have... Um, negative latency, like you're basically saying that you can predict the future. Um, kind of is what Google says. They're saying that this is um really they're using AI 
to predict inputs, cutting streaming lag while gaming. I am very skeptical. I am very skeptical about how this will translate to actual games. So actually, this was kind of talked about from the Linus Media Group over at their WAN show. They kind of discussed this uh, briefly a little bit. And, you know, they they brought out some really good points, and I'd highly encourage you to go check that episode out of the WAN show. And because they kind of get into it if you're if you want to get into like the technical stuff of it. And I mean, I could, but I know a lot of you wouldn't want to hear me repeat a lot of the words that were said there. And it would just be technical jumble anyway. So uh, basically, they're going to use AI to kind of predict um, or so AI and machine learning to predict what your inputs are going to be before you make them. Um, And at the end, it will you know, based off of a series of like possible events that will try to pick one and predict like your movements and string that to you before you even make that movement. And by the time it gets sent back to you, you would have made the movement and it will create this like responsiveness where you don't notice the latency or the delay between your input and then whatever you see on screen. So it's very, very technical there's a there's a lot to it. It, it sounds confusing. Um, I'm still trying to wrap my head around how they are able to pull that off, but clearly, you know, Google is doing something that I don't even have like a grasp on. So either way, super cool. Not really sure how that's gonna pan out because I'm thinking, well, if I'm playing a first person shooter, and you know, I don't. If I, and they, so Linus Media Group, they made a great point of like, okay, well, if I'm starting out and I've never really played first person shooters before and I'm not all that great, um, you know, over time you get better with these sort of things. So you'll eventually start to form uh, better habits. So say for instance, you're, you know, you're tracking a guy and you're, you're um, in a first person shooter. So you're trying to get trying to get a headshot in but you just can't because you're not good at the game yet and all that sort of stuff and you know eventually you start to get a little bit better and then all of a sudden you notice that you you can't like because you're playing this through stadia and one of the side effects that i'm thinking of is well if i'm trying to get better at a video game and stadia knows or the ai knows that I like nine times out of 10 will hit a target in the chest instead of the head. Will it try to um, basically force me to make chest shots instead of head shots? And which will ultimately me being no better at the game than I was when I first started. So I don't know. I just really interesting thought. I'm sure they thought of that because I've thought of that. Um, and that was brought up several times um, in the other podcasts that I've been listening to. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. Pretty interesting, though. Never really heard of that being used before. Uh, so who knows? We might be onto onto something new and awesome. So one more tech thing before I let you guys go. Um, I know we're probably running. A, we are running a little late today, but that's so that is OK. It's the first episode. So who cares? Um, one quick last tech thing. Mac OS Catalina. Um, I would not suggest if you're using a MacBook Pro or Apple products not updating 
to macOS Catalina. There's a link to um, why I think that in the show notes. So please go check that out. Um, basically, it's breaking uh, a lot of apps, um, more specifically like creative apps like Photoshop and all that. So I would maybe wait just a few more weeks and just kind of let Apple sort some more bugs out. You know, I am never really quick to jump on the gun for new updates anyways. So I, I usually tend to wait about a month before I update to the most recent version um, of, you know, Mac OS and iOS just for the sake of, you know what, I know there's going to be bugs. And unless I'm okay with the bugs, I'm just going to hold off. And most of the time, it's not not worth it. So I'm just going to hold off on updating to macOS Catalina until um, Apple kind of gets a, gets a little bit better handle on that. And uh, I mean, the bug reports are pretty... It's not like they're being flooded with all of these like breaking or like all these apps breaking, but it is happening, so... Uh, I don't know if that's a risk you want to take, fine, but other, like, my professional advice would be to just uh, wait until uh, a newer version comes out. All right, guys, that will do it for today's episode. I'm really happy with the way this turned out. So, um, again, I'm going to hammer on this. Make sure you check out the show notes that are available in the podcast description, or I guess you could say the episode description. Um, and please leave suggestions and feedback. You guys can email, um, text me if you have my phone number, whatever email works too. all my contact info is available on the website and don't forget to share with your friends. All that said, I'm going to roll the intro. Hope you guys have an awesome week and weekend and I'll catch you next week. We'll see you. Thanks so much for joining me on today's episode of AvGeek 101. I hope you guys enjoyed, and of course, if you did, please share this with your friends, family, or whoever you think might like the content we went over today. Also, don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast app or channel, and make sure you check out all the show notes available from today's material. I'll catch you guys again soon, but until next time, this is Tyler, signing off.